everybody. Welcome to episode 63 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashio Dumont. I am another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. Stepped right on the end of I wanted to make sure we get in there, you know, keep this thing lively. She's almost done talking. Keep it lively. (laughs) Keep it lively. Lots of energy. Lots of energy. Bite me. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Episode 63. Bring all the energy. You you wanted the energy. So today we're going to talk about some food. F- films and movies, f- foovies. <laughs> talk about some foovies. Food. That's where I thought you were going with that. Uh, I was no. like, I love talking Let's about, talk about food, films but... and movies, but they went together. And um, we, we met with our AC <laughs> today uh, to go over some stuff. So that was interesting from you know per- from the perspective of somebody that's never worked with an AC before. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir Lawton Meyer. Yeah, Mr. Lawton Meyer. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that, and we're gonna talk about we talk about that that. And some films we watched and some shows we watched. We didn't watch any films, but sure. Yeah. No, we have a film to watch, but. Well, we did watch a film, but it was a documentary. Right. So um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Ladies first. Doesn't matter. Oh, all right. I have no preference. All right. Well, we met with Lawton today. Mm -hmm. Lawton is our AC slash gaffer slash DP assistant slash DP so he's just doing lots of stuff for us. He's um, going to be wearing a lot of hats. Yeah, he is. And taking a really big pay cut for us, and we yeah. love him for it. Mm-hmm. Because he believes in the story so much. No. Uh, but yeah, we really appreciate it. We don't know what his motive is, but I'm, I'm yeah, all for know. it, whatever yeah. it is. Whatever it is. We'll, we'll cash in on that for sure. Um, so yeah, he uh, he came over and we went over some... Uh, we, well, we went over things, right? And his, the, some of the things we went over were checking the measurements on the lenses and, you know, getting, building out the rig to make sure everything works. So we have a wireless follow focus we're using and we have a monitor we're using. Um, the only thing we don't have that we, to test is the wireless system for the monitor, but because we're renting that, so we don't have access to that now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. as long as that works as it, I mean, it's, it's wireless, you know, you plug it in and you send the signal. I mean, it shouldn't be that well, hard. Well, theoretically, theoretically, but... There was a, a moment today where I almost lost my bowels. Yeah. Well, I know. See, that we, so what the wireless um, follow focus system we're using is the Nucleus M, and it wasn't connecting. The transmitter and the receiver were not like seeing each other. Uh, but eventually, you know, it worked out eventually. But for some reason, they just, it was not connecting. Yeah. So my, but those, my, my darling over here got a little nervous, like, oh, well, yeah. crap. I mean, this is why we have to do these things ahead of time, uh-huh. because if that had happened on set, I would have been like, just pack the shit up and go home. That's it. It's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we would have been like, listen, relax. We'll figure it out. I'm like, nope, nope. Time's, time's of, of the essence here. We, we yeah. don't have time for this. Um, I'm a bit of a nervous person. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, you know, trying to figure out, like, you'll never know everything that can go wrong. But it was like, all right, well, this could be something that potentially... Right. You know, okay, this happened before and, you know, we figured it out. So. Let's make sure we, that's one of the first things we do in case, Yes, the you know. first thing, we, just leave it running all night. Yeah, I don't yeah. care how many batteries we have to put in. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the other thing too, you think about, um, like for this, usually when we shoot, it's, we're shooting, it's just me with the camera pulling focus and I'm, I'm powering my monitor, but now I'm powering my monitor, I'm powering uh, follow focus and I'm also powering a wireless transmitter. Batteries. So the batteries are going to be like... We're going to have to be cycling those out. So luckily Lawton has a couple he'll bring and I have mine. And then, you know, maybe I'll grab some more along the way or something. I don't know. We'll but see. So we also tested all the lenses to, you know, check the markings and how accurate they were. And it turns out not so accurate. <laughs> um, and this you know, is why we're you using, test them. We're using Zeiss Distagon lenses, which are photography lenses. Right. So um, 
the uh, the markings were a bit off, and I bought. I mean, I bought them all refurbished, and I, th- I bought one of them brand new, and and uh, even that was off. Even that was off. So I think it's more of like an approximation. I mean, it has to be because this it was off, you know. So, but perhaps an approximation but there may because be, it's photography. And but not maybe there may be some lenses. back focusing issues. Maybe there's like I know that some lenses or cameras would have like a back focus. Um, so there may be some adjustment needed in there. But either way, I think for the style that we're going. Um, we're not going to be able to like measure everything, you know, it's just going to have to be, here's our marks. Let's get the focus in, dial it in. Okay. That's the mark for there. Boom. And and then go. I mean, that's just, you know, with the time yeah, we have and the way that, and, and the way that we're going and the amount the of people we have, yeah, we don't have the, the luxury I mean, there's of doing a, that. There's a certain amount of like, obviously as an actor, we would love to be able to just sort of have the freedom to go here or there, wherever the, the moment takes you. Yeah. But that's a nightmare for whoever's pulling focus. Yep. So, and your DP and whatnot. So, you know, there there is some organized structure to it that you have some freedoms with. But that was what I enjoyed about um or appreciated, I should say, about Lawton's approach is that, you know, he's he's technically our our focus puller. He's our first AC. Mm-hmm. But he's doing obviously a bit more Quite a bit more than you know, right. depending on the type of set, right? Because he's really sets a DP. Where, I mean, that's where he. Yeah, that's what he does. That's he, his job. You know, on on bigger sets and mm-hmm. and uh, sets that have more financing, people are expected to just do their job, right? Like you yeah. wouldn't go on on a, a big budgeted film and ask somebody who's doing hair and makeup to go pick up lunch. You know? mm-hmm. It's like I'm here for hair and makeup. That's what I do. I'm the first AC. I'm a second AC. This is what we do, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So he's going to be wearing quite a few hats. Um, but I appreciated him saying, like, look, my job is to make sure that you're set up mm-hmm. and then you go be the director, which you've not yeah. ever had the I opportunity to do. I mean, I still won't be to able do. to either because we still have to move lights and yes, all that shit. So. Which you're going to be having to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. We've had a couple people say, like, hey, if I'm available, I you know, I may be able to come down and yeah. help. But we just don't want to rely on that because it's it's a big, big maybe. Yeah. So we have to be prepared to kind of just do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I've literally nothing left to give you. So <laughs> I got acting and food yeah. and wardrobe. I can't deal with anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. Producing. Producing is fun. So, yeah, I mean, that was, it was, it was a fun experience to work with somebody else that, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm just so used to work with myself. It's like hard to, you know. I mean, we kind of know Lawton, so I think getting into a rhythm with him will be easy. Yeah, he's not like a stranger. Yeah, or he's not like a, a a stranger or whatever. But it's figuring out the workflow of what we're going to be doing every day on set and everything, and um, that will be fun to work out. I think you know, uh, once I get the god the GD storyboarding done, <laughs> Christ, it's taking a while. It is taking a yeah. while, but you know, I've been busy. I'm busy. I'm a busy well, man. We just got back from Boston yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we Ugh, we Boston. lost. We would have been in Boston a whole. Um, we would have been. We would have came back this morning. Well, this afternoon. Yeah. But we didn't. We came back early. We came back early because we had ish to do. And yeah. um, I was exhausted because I don't sleep in strange places yeah. well. So this shoot's going to be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, We're literally considering bringing our own mattresses there just to be able to sleep. Not my mattress. 
I'm oh, not, you're not bringing your mattress? No, I have a I'm bringing my mattress. Okay, so for people listening, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Paul and I sleep in separate rooms. <laughs> yeah. Here's a journey into our personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul is uh, a bit of a kung fu master in his sleep. Yeah, I'm getting and quite good at it. he has a, a tiny orchestra that lives in the back of his fucking throat. Yeah. And so as soon as he falls asleep, they're like, you know, cymbals, drums, trumpets, let's go. And everybody starts making noise. I snore is what you're saying. All of this beautiful music that comes out of your face beautiful yeah it's beautiful Mm. and after we've been together for 12 years but after seven years together i said hey do you want to stay married and you were like yeah why and i was like get out (laughs) (laughs) so um you your mattress is smaller for some reason funny because you never bother me when i'm sleeping oh that's (laughs) because you can't fucking hear anything over your own snoring um but you have a smaller mattress so maybe your mattress. I I have our original bed, which is a queen. I'm just I, there's no way I'm considering. You know how what a pain in the ass would be to get that mattress upstairs, like into the house, and yeah. like to turn. No, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and it's not just that for me. It's environmental. It's mm. like I'm not my bed's here. Yeah, but this is not my room. This is not my house, and I know it. It smells different. It feels different. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of other people in it. It's just it's. Gonna, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I mean, luckily our schedule isn't too grueling. So we're, we're trying to make it as not. I think it's still going to be very, it's a very busy schedule. It's a very busy, it's not like well, unreasonably busy, yeah. but it's not like, you know, oh, what are we doing on this day? Eh, we're shooting for an hour and that's it. Well, there's, there's only two times that we're shooting at night. Yeah, I know, but we're kind of squeezing. The idea is to go in chronological order, but mm-hmm. I, I know there's going to be disruptions to that. We are at the mercy of weather. So, you know, chronological is great, but the second it rains on a day that we planned on being yeah. outside, we've got to switch everything up now. So um, I don't know how that's going to go. And I know that cooking sounds like, oh, get over yourself. But it's like, it's it's a lot of work when you're mm-hmm. in the middle of playing a character and then it's like, all right, cut. I have to go play chef for the next 30 minutes until we jump back in now yeah. i'm tired and full <laughs> like yeah so and, and chronological is good when you can do it because it helps the actor kind of like yeah build uh emotionally with the, with the that. rhythm of the uh, film I, yeah that's a, that's a, that's my preference because the an rhythm's actor. gonna get you it, it always does yeah um, that's my preference as an actor i don't know about everybody else but i i i hope for it but i don't plan on it yeah yes yes so, um, yes, came back from Boston, met with Lawton today. Um, we completely missed the village of Brewster Film Fest that uh, was playing the gaffer because, you know, we had to do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully people went out and, and saw, saw everybody's it. films and, and it did really well. There were a couple that I wanted to see, so I was kind of bummed that we missed those. But mm-hmm. um, such is life. Unfortunately, we just, not unfortunately, but it's just we have to prioritize this film. So yes. on to more fun things, I guess. Mm-hmm. The funsies of it. So the 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 talk of the town. Talk of the town. The talk of the town is um the new Joker trailer. Mm. Um I've seen this. You have, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as as per usual, you have one half of the room that's like, oh give a fuck about the Joker. It's not Heath Ledger. Look, Heath Ledger was a great Joker. However, I'm one of those people that's like Jack Nicholson's Joker 
Okay. <laughs> like Heath Ledger was a great Joker, but I grew up with Tim Burton Batman yeah. and that's still one of my favorite Batman. Yeah. To me, they're completely different movies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like to say, well, this person's bad. Like, no, look, first of all, the only person that's not fucking uh, the Joker is Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that was, but it's not the Joker. That's the yeah. only person that I refuse, refuse to accept yeah, this, as the this Joker. This seems like so not a superhero film. It's, it's probably, origin probably story. probably what you like most about it. You like the it's superhero a, films that are film. not, yeah, yeah it's, not a, super- it's just a film. Yeah. And it's an origin story. And so everybody keeps going on about Joker. It's like, no, it's an origin story. It's that Batman's not going to come flying through somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, Catwoman and, you know, that's not that's not what this is about. Like, this is just an origin story. And it's Joaquin Phoenix. So I already fucking know he's going to do well. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I don't think he's going to do a good job. Yeah. Um, but you're going to have the other side of the room that just there were people just going at it. Really? <laughs> online. Yeah. About I've how seen all, I've seen mostly positive. Fe- I've seen both. I'm not saying that I've it. seen mostly negative, yeah. but I've seen as, as for every person that was like, I can't wait to see this. There was an equal amount of people that were going like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, this looks so boring. I have no interest in seeing this. Well, there is a part of me that's like, I wonder how this plays into the the world of a comic book, right? I don't know because if they're it, even getting because into it that. looks so much like a real film. I'm look, I'm excited to see it either way, so it's fine. But I'm really interested to see how much of the comic bookness that they lean into, if they do at all. Um, so I'm interested to see how they balance that because it looks like a it looks. You know, I mean, trailers can be obviously be deceiving, as we all know, but um, the trailer looks like it's going to be like a really great film. Yeah, you know. I think that was the intention, was it yeah. not? But um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. So so this is by uh, its director, writer, Todd Phillips. Yeah. Who, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like, oh, I, I loved all his films. I think, you know, he does. He, he produced a lot of films that I don't really watch, like Hangover and mm. Due Date and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Like those kind yeah. of films, um, War Dogs. And I think he produced The Star is Born, which I liked more than I thought I was going mm-hmm. to. But um yeah he's more of a comedy guy i think yeah he does like a lot of those like bro comedies but i i think as per the trailer it looked like it's going to be really good mm-hmm. um yeah so you know at, and and of course it's uh, he lost five thousand pounds to play this role like everybody always loses five thousand yeah. pounds to play any dramatic or gains role or weight everybody, or works out or constant. whatever yeah so I think they um, paid the big bucks. They should be able to do that. Someone's giving me a million dollars for a role. I would hope I could drop a couple LBs. It's a lot, though. I mean, it, it, you know, not quite like machinist weight, but, yeah. you know, it's a significant amount of weight, which is very hard to do. And it's very, depending how you do it is very tough on your body, regardless of the method that you Employ. use, yeah. I guess. Um it's it's quite terrible for you physically mm-hmm. to lose that much weight. Doesn't matter how you go about it. It's just really bad for you. So, well, unless you, if it's done quickly, if it's done over, I mean, yeah, he but didn't have a lot of time usually to do not, it. Yeah. It's usually not once that these type of actors will do this. They usually do this several times for several roles, and he's sort of played emaciated characters before, and you know, so every time you do that, the you know Christian Bale and the, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know how he does it, man. Christian Bale's weight Matthew is all Matthew McConaughey, you know, they just, yeah. they they gain, they lose, they gain, they lose. And it's, that's very, very tough. It's um, a lot of discipline. Yeah. And um, Natalie Portman, and Mila Kunis, I think when mm-hmm. they did Black Swan, obviously you're playing ballerinas, super, you know, super Thin. intense yeah. weight loss and dieting. And so, God, I'd fail right there. I think I love food so much. That, that would be, they'd be like, look, you're getting a million dollars for the role. And two weeks before I'm be like, I'm still fit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't done anything. I really want to do this, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, it, th- that takes dedication. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, God, an actor's work is the hardest thing. But I hate when people are like, look, you're just an actor. It's like, look, there's a lot of work that yeah. goes into playing characters like that. And where you, where well, you it's, it's physically even, as well. Yeah, there's that. But then there's also the thing that people don't really take into consideration in that, especially in the bigger budget stuff, not really so much our stuff, although it does translate. But, you know, when you're on a big budget film and it's like, you know, big and by big budget, I mean, like, not not like Avengers, not but yeah, anybody, anything above <laughs> anybody us, who's not us, but probably on those films, too. And it's like, you know, you're on set for, you know, 20 hours or yeah. something ridiculous. You got to sit in makeup for like hours before you even do anything. You go, you sit in makeup at like, you know, four in the morning, you show up or whatever. And and then it's like you're working all day or, or not, or, or you're like back and forth. And then it's like midnight and you're exhausted and you have to deliver the best performance of the film. You're yeah. at the, you know, so. 3 a.m. Give yeah. me, you've been up for 20 hours. Give me everything. That's yeah. crazy. It's, look, I think obviously we we always dream of getting these parts and, and being in these big films and working with all these other amazing actors. But there's something to like having that nine to five, right? And when you clock out, you're like, suck it. Done, yeah. I don't work at this hour. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Whatever happens in this office, mm-hmm. uh, parlor, candy store, gas station, wherever it may yeah. be, is not my problem. I've clocked out. That's not the case. And that's not like you're doing this for two days. You're doing this for weeks and months on end where your your schedule is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Your sleep schedule is everywhere. Yeah. And you're dead tired and you have to sit in the makeup chair and not fall asleep while your hair is done. And, you know, it's, it is really taxing. Unless you get like a multi-cam sitcom, like a Big Bang Theory or that 70s show, one of those type shows where yeah. you're like, it's practically nine to five Monday through Friday. Though, some of those. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I'm talking about like yeah. these types of films that are really character driven and mm-hmm. are really like, you know. Um, Something that never, I'll never understand. It's like, because one of the things we tried to do with this film is like, you know, you have all this money to make a film and it's like, rather than... Rather than... Rather than... Rather than have all of these long days where you're paying people overtime and all this stuff, just adding extra days so that days are shorter. Like there's got to... It's got to work out financially. You know what I mean? So I don't understand. It doesn't. That No way. Are you kidding me? You know how much everybody on that set makes Yeah, but now you're paying them overtime. Right? Yeah, that, no, not necessarily. Depending it on that, it's crazy. not. The, no, film sets are known for working the shit out of you, the shit out of you, and for long hours. And yeah, because they, they're no, there's no way that they're going to pay all these people to hang out for another two weeks just so that they can shorten the days or a month or something. Yeah, but then like you that. think about all the money you're paying because you're work, you're going over, and all these SAG uh, and and, and um. Uh, union rules about overtimes and meal well, penalties look, every, and all this stuff. You got to think film, that. Because they're, they're thinking of it as days, right? It's like, well, we have to shoot for, all we can afford is 12 days. But it, within that 12 days of every day, you're working overtime. Yeah, but the 12-day shoots, are, that's those aren't the shoots we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about people that are shooting for three or four months. And it's never, it never ends when it's scheduled to. You always wind up going over by however amount of time. And yeah, you have your SAG uh, rules that you have to com- comply with, but that's why you've got all these people on set to try to figure out how to make up time and your Get producers. your shit together, people. Sort your shit out. Um, so yes, so that was the Joker, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking that forward to it. That was Joker plus tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Joker plus completely random shit that we just went into. Um, I'm looking forward to it, yes. whatever. If you're not, then don't 
freaking watch it. I don't know. No. Shut up. Um, all right. So we finally finished Glow. 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 I don't know what it is with this show mm-hmm. that after the first season, this is the third season. Mm-hmm. Like when the second season came out, I was like, mm. like the first, it takes me a while to get back into it. I don't know why. Like really? the first episode or two, I'm always like, is there more to tell here? Oh, I guess there is. Yeah. And then season three came out and I was like, Vegas. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. just there's always, and for me, I quite think because honestly, it's so short, you know. Well, they, they, it's they're thirty minute episodes, yeah. you know, so it's it goes by goes by very quick. And I have to say that it, and and I don't I don't mean any disrespect to all the actors because quite honestly, I feel like a lot of the characters from season one and season two that maybe didn't stick out so much stuck out more. Like yeah. everyone's really starting to yeah. kind of get. Well, they're giving the writers or whoever showrunner whoever it is. Is giving the characters more to do. You know, you take... Um, well, like season one and two was so focused on Bash's character and Liberty Bell and Zoya. Zoya and of course, I, I, I call them by their character names. And and Sam, played by Mark Maron. Um, and then season two, you kind of started getting a little bit more of the other mm-hmm. people coming in. And mm-hmm. now in season three, like everybody's really kind of getting their time to shine. Mm-hmm. And so my whole point was, it's just that... Um, it's not like everyone else isn't, they're doing great, but it's just when I have that low moment in the beginning where I'm like, mm, there's always one person that reminds me and it's Be- it's Betty Gilpin. As soon mm-hmm. as I'm like, yes, that's this is why <laughs> it'll work. It'll work because she's she just has such a way of delivering her lines. She just plays the character so well. Um, she's one of my famous, famous, <laughs> famously favorite. She's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would love to work like, with her. She can turn a joke and then turn right around and deliver a, a very dramatic moment. And there's very few actors that can do that sort of yeah. thing. And that's just amazing. She turns on a dime, if you yeah. will. And she just, she just plays that part so well. And Mark Maron, of course, is great, but he plays Mark Maron. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I, I, we, we had initially seen Betty Gilpin in... Um, Nurse Jackie. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting because we were listening to her on Mark Maron's podcast yes. and they were talking about um, uh, how she was sort of, she played the porn poodle as they they had coined that. We should, there should have been a drinky if game. Ever, if you ever want to, yeah, so there's a yes. drinking game for a Mark Maron podcast with Betty Gilpin. You have to drink every time they say porn poodle and vestibule. vestibule. <laughs> When you hear that, you you will be glazed like a donut because it just went through the entire episode. It was yeah. so funny. We were listening to it in the car, and we should have been like counting, counting it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting to me that I mean I could see it now, right? I actually had to go back and then like look at images of the show because mm. it was so long ago that we watched it. I didn't really remember. And then I'm like, yeah, I guess you, you look at the pictures now and you go, wow, she really is quite dressed up for a doctor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Doctors dress up and female doctors yeah. dress up. But I mean, she really, she looked like a TV doctor. There was nothing like really convincing about her wardrobe um, in terms of what most female doctors, you don't have time to look that yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, that's any, any you know, most yeah, of but, any and t- films and TV, you know, yeah. you got to. All the makeup they put on. That's so why I was excited right, to see her film, but now I'm not going to be able to see it. Edie Falco's character was not, you know, all done up like that. Her character well, was, and 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 if you that's Edie Falco, she's going to have a little more pull to say, "Fuck you, I don't want to put on." Yeah, the, true. I, don't sit in the I, I, I totally get that, but morning. also if Edie Falco had double D's, and I mean that with all due respect, they would have taken advantage of that. Oh, you know, sure. Betty Gilpin is, you know, she's blonde and she's 
got big boobs. And so they were like, guess what? You know, this is going to be the character. And, it, you know, they they cast, I'm sure that's what they wanted. And that's yeah. she got the part. Well, she was saying that you saw her boobs before you saw her face. Before you saw her face. <laughs> um, and. But she's, yeah, she's. But, but uh, the thing, the thing of it is, though, that. I didn't really notice that until listening to that interview. I went back and went, oh, wow, yeah, she really is done up. Because when we initially watched it, I was completely blown away by her acting. I wasn't mm-hmm. even paying attention to how much makeup she had on or how styled her hair was. I just remember us both laughing and going like, oh, my God, this girl's so good. And we've mm-hmm. you know, never seen her before that. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was that was pretty interesting. Um, that going back, I was able to go, oh yeah, <laughs> like that is, that is quite excessive because yeah. she, she just played the part so freaking well. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that Nurse Jackie birthed two, two of my favorite, amongst my favorite female yeah. actresses, which was, which is Betty Gilpin and Mer- Weber. I want to say Weaver Weber. It's a, yeah. I've heard it's said both ways. I think it's Weber, but yeah, um, she, they're both good. They're just such, they're just such good actors. So yes. So Glow. Lots of it's things good. happening I, this I, I season. I didn't have that. I didn't have that issue that you have where you have to like get into it. I was like, kind of have to remember what happened at the end of the last season, and mm-hmm. then I'm in, ready to go. Yeah, just the performances are great, and um, I wish there was. I think the only thing, my only complaint is, I wish there was like more wrestling. Yeah, this season there was, really wasn't a lot of actual wrestling. A lot of um, backstory, you know, and... which is great because you know we get to focus on the characters, and that's the important part. But you know, it's like um, I, I want to see. A lot of the wrestling just because it's fun and it's a, a nice kind of thing and, and and a lot of the i don't want to give too much away but you know if if you're doing something like this every night wrestling or whatever the the redundancy of it can become something and i wish they kind of would focus on that more well and, they and, sort of do well they focused on the 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 um the re the re- that side of it the reaction to it but seeing these people wrestle all because it was so interesting to see them wrestle in the first and second season so much and this season kind of took a step back from that, which is fine. I'm not like saying it's like bad because of it. It's just something I wish there was like a little no, bit No, but if the wrestling. wrestling is what pulled you in, then you may be disappointed with this season. If yeah. that's what you, you yeah. enjoyed I, most I, about it. It's, it's not almost what like I enjoyed a most about it. But I, no, I'm saying yeah. if somebody went into the show because they were following, you know, they, they were fans of Glow or whatever, then it's a completely different show this season. It's oh, not but, really but, about that. But it kind of made up for it because I think it was episode five. It's probably one of the funniest Glow episodes ever. When they like switched characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. Political incorrectness and all. Yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting the the way that they kind of toe the line of like being um, an empowering show, but at the same time leaning into what is often seen as as uh, misogyny, but kind of pointing it out by doing it, sort of thing. You know, I, I don't know. Like I, I always find that that yeah. balance interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's there were. I found myself a couple times when you're like, oh my God, especially when they switched the roles and they were the fortune yeah, cookie and it was some just of the, like, oh my God. Yeah. But then you're, you know, you have to realize this is like 1986 or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like this is, we didn't really think of stuff back then yeah. the way we do now and, and all that. And so um, I could certainly see somebody taking complete offense and it's like, okay, again, this is a, this show, is, yeah. it's a show about how, how people functioned at this time. Mm-hmm. It's just relax. Because um, it's not like, it's not like, um, they're, they're, they're doing that, but they're also showing that these women recognize how messed up that is. But they also are showing that this is what the people are. But it's almost like a satire exactly. the way they do it. You yeah, know, it's not exactly. like they're it's, doing it's, it seriously. Right. It's not like they're doing it seriously. But the, but my point of like, um, 
oh, there was some show or movie that we watched recently where they kind of leaned into that in a weird way. And it's like, well, if, you know, that's what happened back then, right? I mean, obviously that was the 80s. People were much more insensitive back then. But to not show behind the curtain and show that these people know mm-hmm. that know what's going on, um, I think that part of it is important. Yeah. Because it's not like you're just, oh, these women are just being insensitive to be insensitive. No, they're not. There's actually but a whole but thing. But especially in wrestling, like wrestling has always... Wrestling is one of... I wrestling have a, has always towed the line of political right. correctness. I feel like you know? with, with wrestling... You, you can really get away with a lot because yeah. it's all part of a show, right? And it's all it, like stereotypes. Yeah. And it's kind of always been that way. And I think it's just kind of baked in that, like, it's okay to do that in, in wrestling for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, not so much one... anymore. I mean, because it's more family friendly now, but. Yeah. But I mean, especially at that time in the 80s and you mm-hmm. had the chic and, yeah. you know, you, you just took stereotypes and, yeah. and you ran with them. Um, but yeah, I, I really did. I enjoyed the this season and um no spoilers but you know just good things happen it's really good things one particular thing happens that i had sort of been expecting to happen (laughs) i'll just say that you'll know when it when you get to the episode you'll know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm surprised this didn't happen sooner quite honestly um yeah because they kind of went away from that for a while yeah yeah but um so what else what else we talking about the documentary you watched which was the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Yeah. Now I I was a fan of Amazing Jonathan back when he was uh, in his prime, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better. Like nineties. Yeah. Ish. In the nineties ish. So I remember I remember the Amazing Jonathan. I remember being a fan of his. He had this one trick that I used to try to copy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you always thought I would try it by myself. No, I I mean I I always thought I did a good job of it, but who knows? It's stupid anyway. But anyway. Um, so I had history with the amazing Jonathan. What about you? I knew who he was. Yeah. Um, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't – I certainly can't say I was like a fan or yeah. anything like that. But I just remember him. I think the documentary is really interesting. It goes into like a lot – like it, it takes turns that you didn't expect um, – yeah. A lot of turns you didn't expect. I, Although, first of all, after a while, I started to be like, this isn't over. It's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just know it. Yeah. I feel like, first of all, I didn't know how hard his life has be- had become. I didn't know the amount of drugs that he, man, I figured, you know, everybody in the 80s and 90s did drugs, it seems like. Especially if you were a performer, comedians yeah. that were like doing but, big shows like but that. But I didn't realize like how, to the to what extent it was going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look. I have great affinity for the amazing Jonathan, but um, seeing him in person was kind of like, you know, they say don't yeah, meet your heroes, but think... it's not like he's some kind of like racist person that is like yelling whatever, no. but he's not, but he's very complex. I'll just say that. That's a, re- that's a real <laughs> nice way of putting it. You're way nicer than I am, as we all know. Um, I'll just go out and say, I, I think he's a dick. Yeah. I mean- that's just how he came off to me. I I found it kind of interesting how there was this sort of veil of compassion towards the end of it that I think we were supposed to Start take to feel in. Yeah. And I did not. Uh, I just became increasingly more agitated with him as a person throughout yeah. the film. I just thought like, you know what? I don't really... It, he, it's like everything you'd expect from his type of personality, that's who he was to me or is because he's still alive. Mm-hmm. If he is, who knows? If you watch the movie, you'll... Yeah, maybe, is it maybe, him? Is it yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, what's yeah. going on? But it, 
yeah, I don't know this, that, that it was like, you know, cue the compassionate moment for this complex creature. I did not get the memo. I just thought like, this guy's a dick. <laughs> like, uh, you know, whatever. I don't wish the guy ill will, you know, with his health, he, he looks like shit. So he's obviously going through things, but I don't think that that gives you a free pass to be inconsiderate or, mm-hmm. um, to trick people or to lie and that yeah. kind of thing. It just doesn't, to me, that's not, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I liked the film. I just felt really bad for Filmmaker. the director yeah. um, and, and the guy who was making the documentary, one of the guys that was making the yeah. documentary. Making one um, of the documentaries. Yeah. It just, I felt really bad for him because mm-hmm. I, I felt like he was, you know, cause there's a slight spoiler here. There was, um, a moment where he had to sort of confess that he was exploiting the amazing Jonathan's health in a, in a sense. Yeah. And it's not, um, not overtly, not but, overtly, but, but the whole point of doing a documentary on someone dying, it can be yeah. seen as a, a sense of a sort of like exploiting that person. It could also be seen yeah, as but to me, you know, it's like, celebrating what, then that what person. What are we but, doing yeah. here? Would anybody really want to see a documentary about you if you weren't dying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Th- that's that's what makes it interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you went on stage because this isn't really a spoiler. He did this, you know, on stage. You went on stage in front of an audience with tears in your eyes and said that you had a year to live. Yeah. That was three years ago. Yeah. Right. You know, so what what's automatically pulling people in and what's intriguing about that is that you're dying. We're, we have a morbid fascination with these types yeah. of things. It's we find that interesting. Um, so but I didn't really that in and of itself. Anytime somebody is given a timeline to to live, you know, if they have cancer or whatever it is, you have a year to live or six months to live, and then the, here they are years later still mm-hmm. kicking. Um, that's fascinating to a lot of people because it's you know right. I think it gives a lot of people hope. Yeah. Um, anyway, I I I really oh well. First of all, if we if we do our usual grading, I would give Glow an A. Um, and yeah. this film, I would give like A minus. Ish. I mean, I liked the documentary, but after a while, I just was just like, I'm so over this guy. <laughs> like, not the filmmaker, but the amazing Jonathan. And yeah. I just kind of had, I had not enough. Not so amazing to you. Not so amazing for me. Yeah. It's just kind of, he was, he, I was getting aggravated. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I would watch. I would, aggravated Jonathan. I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. But I was a little aggravated. Yeah. And, um, Okay, so in television news. Television news. Yes, let's wrap. Like literal, actual television. So turns out that we all know that anybody that likes watching movies, whenever you go to someone's house and they have on their flow motion or whatever (sighs) the F those things are called. (sighs) F? Whatever the F those things are called where you put on this smooth motion thing and it makes it look like a GD soap opera. It just drives me nuts as a viewer and as a filmmaker. (laughs) As a viewer? As, as a, a consumer, yeah. as a human being, I am offended. Yeah, because it's we spend all this time and money to try to make our stuff look as cinematic as possible, and you're just going to slap it on your TV and get rid of all of my motion blur. Well, no thank you, I say to you. <laughs> you tell them. No thank you. Um, yeah, so it turns out there's going to TVs are going to start implementing this thing called filmmaker mode. Um, and I guess they're getting together with like Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg and like all these bourgeois directors that hate when people watch their films other and any place other than the theater, which is like, whatever, get over yourselves a little bit there. But, um, so they want to trying to come up with some, some sort of, um, uh, system of consistency, uh, that 
all t all some kind of standard that all TVs have to meet in order to go on this filmmaker mode, which will allow you to view the film mm-hmm. more like the filmmakers intended you to see it. I have no idea what that could possibly be. You know, uh, like if well, you're gonna just throw it on our t- like. Just Here's what d- I don't, don't understand, do the- though. Yeah, like that this weird soap opera motion blur option that you have on televisions. It's something you can turn off. Yes, so but just I, I, turn I, I it honestly off, feel no? like even though I feel like when I watch other people's TV and they have it turned off, it still looks a little bit like that to me Newer for some TV. reason. We, yeah. we have a much older TV. Yeah. Ironically, I think people would assume that we have our TV. We have a Sony. Yeah. That I'm 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 a Sony girl when it comes to televisions. Mm-hmm. I do not like any other TV. Sony gal. I'm a Sony gal. I don't know why. Every time we go into the you know into Best Buy and stuff, and I look at all the TVs, the one I'm always drawn to is going to be a Sony. I don't yeah. know why. I don't like the image on a lot of the other ones. Um, we have an older TV, and so we don't. It's not an option on ours. But when we yeah. go to other people's houses, and, that's it. and they have you know some brand new thousand inch screen television. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, why does it look so weird? <laughs> you know? And the first time we'd seen that was on somebody's TV. And I remember looking at you and going, Man, I think my aunt had it on or something. No, it, 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 somebody else had it. Yeah. And um, I remember looking at you and going like, oh my God, what did they pay like $5 for this television? Like this looks terrible. And you were like, no, that's a thing. And I was like, what's a thing? You're like, the new TVs have that now. I was like, that is the worst yeah. thing that I've ever seen. Someone intentionally it's, made it's great for a sports. film look that way. You yeah, know, but I would love it. to watch a basketball game Video in game it, maybe? But that's it, yeah. Uh, sports and video games, that would be like the only... And, and or a actually, talk show, maybe I could, maybe maybe I could see. But and, and a lot of the video games are trying to be more cinematic. I've always yeah. been trying to be more cinematic. So I feel like that would... But I, like, I know a lot of gamers like good, good hearty refresh rate. So that... I it just... It looked um, so... I, I don't remember what movie was on, but I thought... So now we looked, have to wait even longer to get a TV because now yeah, we have to wait for have this to wait thing. wait for this TV. Um, but I just remember thinking like, it looks like it was filmed on a camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah. I did not understand at all how somebody could think that that looks good. Yeah. Um, and, and you commented. They, I remember because, you saying like, oh, God, you've got this thing on the TV. And they're like, it looks great. And I was like, yeah, I got to no, get out of this house. Yeah. I don't trust you You're or anything in it. <laughs> if you think that looks good, I cannot be here. Yeah. And that's the thing is I don't understand nobody, you know, and it's not a huge swath of the American public that really care about that. No, but I think what's really scary, right, is that as right as as filmmakers, you're always looking for the best image and you work so hard on cinematography and lighting and color correction and filters and all the shit to get everything to look so great. And the average American has no idea. Mm-hmm. The average American moviegoer has no idea and doesn't give two shits about any of that stuff because they'll put this stupid motion blur thing on there on your film with the quickness. Yeah. But I feel like now with something like this, they can just say it's easy, it's understandable because every TV has a version of it and they always call it something different, right? Sony's is this, LG's is this, yeah. Where like now you can, they'll all be just like filmmaker mode. So you can just say, put your TV on goddamn filmmaker mode and leave it alone. I'm going to watch everything in filmmaker mode. And watch sports in filmmaker mode. I could, the only thing I could see, see, I don't do the sports, I don't care. The only thing I could, I think would probably look cool is like nature shows. Oh, yeah. I could see like National Geographic and that type of stuff looking cool cool because it looks like it's, it's like right in front of you and all that. But I do not want to watch a movie in that at all. No, thank you. I can't do it. um, 
those that should be. I don't know. They didn't really release a lot of the information yet on, you know, what what's actually involved. What is what is it actually doing to your TV? And is it messing with the colors too? Or you know, like what is it doing? Is mm-hmm. it just a refresh rate thing? Or you know, who know? I don't know. Who knows? Some kind of magic, man. Yeah. So I'm hoping that comes out with the quickness. That's my that's my term. What the? I hope it comes out very soon. <laughs> How's that? Is it better? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, um, so this is completely, this is just unrelated to film, but it has to do with food. Okay. And that's just as awesome. Food. So I want to take a moment. Preach, girl. Preach. <laughs> I want to take a moment to give a shout out. Okay. Shouting out. To the gentlemen that work on the line at the counter. I believe it was called Counter or the Counter in Salem, Massachusetts. At the Hotel Salem. Yeah, the Hotel Salem. There's yeah. a restaurant that's attached to it. Like called the Counter. On yeah. one side of the one side of the street is the front of that building, which looks like really historic. And then there's like this back end where all the shops and like mm-hmm. occult stores and stuff are. Yeah. And there's this place called Counter. And you can miss it because it's like just really like sleek, plain. Well, yeah, because from you'll the never outside, see the word. You'll never see the words the counter. If you're looking for the counter, you'll never find it. You have to go into the building marked Hotel Salem. No, if you're on the other side in this little street, it says counter right outside. Oh. Um, and that, it, that's how you get into the restaurant from that side. You don't have to go into the hotel to get in. No, but on the, on the side that we that we came in on, there was a big sign that said the Hotel and Salem. And it says the counter right there. Yeah, but that's, you know, big. small. No. <laughs> it's small compared to the Hotel it's, Salem. Right there. It says the counter. That's how we found it. Um and they're not sponsoring us. No, they're not. But this is how this is how passionate I am mm-hmm. that I was like, I have to mention this because having worked in restaurant business, you tend to only hear from your customers when they have a goddamn complaint, mm-hmm. right? This wasn't right. I didn't want cheese on it. I wanted it medium. Well, you made it medium. Uh, there's not enough fizz in my soda. But very rarely do people say, hey, where's the chef? Who's the chef? Great meal. Thank you so much. Sometimes they'll tell their waiter. Oh, yeah. it was good, but you know, we we usually just heard complaints. So it's like I ha- so we we ordered the counter burger. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. And if I can just tell you, it's not you, like a burger that is against anything. It's not like a counter burger. <laughs> the counter burger. Oh my god! <laughs> I I honestly was like, I don't know what the hell. Where is he go? Oh oh, he went there. He went there. So um, if I if I may, just for a moment. Mm-hmm. It's a double patty burger, which is a lot of, it's a lot of patty, a little bit yeah. too much patty for me, but it's a double patty burger with cheese and pickles and mayo and it's, and it's got caramelized onions, right? And you're like, she, I've heard of this before. Other restaurants have done this, but here's what other restaurants don't do. They don't toast an effing croissant bun, mm-hmm. okay, which is pure butter. Yeah. And then you toast that some bitch, and then you put that delicious burger that's well seasoned and juicy and all that stuff, and the right amount of onion compote and the juices and all that stuff. It was the most delicious fucking burger I've ever had in my life, that's and I'm so good. upset right now that we live four hours away because I can't have that burger when I want it. Yeah, I have to plan a, a trip. Yeah, it probably is because I would I would have had a coronary mm-hmm. just a couple of months into that adventure. So I just want to give a shout out to them. And who I didn't get the name of the chefs and to the guys that were behind the line. It got a little bit busy there and we were waiting for a while and mm-hmm. you know our waiter apologized and I was like don't worry about it. Best it was worth the wait. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I'm so upset that I can't have that right now. <laughs> it was really good. Burger. Really good burger. Yum. 
So shout out to them. If you're in Salem or you're going to Salem, go check them out. Get the counter burger. They do they do have to like 86 stuff. So call them first and make sure that they have it before you go in. Make sure they did not 86 that and get it. God, I hope not. I mean, it's just, you know, what would you run out of? There was another burger that they 86. I don't know. It would be like if they run out of that specific bun. I don't know. Maybe the other sandwiches don't come on that bun. Maybe only that burger gets that bun. If it did not get that bun. Look, you can fry, let's be honest, you can fry a sneaker and put it in a croissant bun and it's it's going to be delicious but this was just exceptionally good so and rant it's a delicious burger shout out to all those guys they were so good i love it i love it i love it so what do we have going on next week lord only knows okay well we're going to be doing a cold read with our crew Mm. what was that like you're so surprised like "Mm, i didn't know we were doing that that came that's quick yeah all right wow we're already doing that (laughs) we're filming in like three weeks homie i know Don't remind me. There's not a whole lot of time here. Yeah. We are down to the wire. Yep, got our cold read, getting the crew together, cast together, rather. We, yeah, we're getting the cast together. Crew doesn't really have to be there for that. Um, but all all the actors will be together. We'll just kind of run through like maybe one particular scene and just go through all of the um, details of the of the shoot yep. and whatnot. Yep. Be good to see everybody. I don't know that we've ever made it through an episode without you yawning in my face. Towards the end of it. Man, I'm far away, brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yo. I see what you're doing. I I see what you're doing. So, it's tiring listening to you all the time. I know. Fucking yakety yak yak. Burgers are good. (laughs) (laughs) I like food. Um, so shout out to Steady Geek and Reality Bomb Comicast, Perry Horovis. Not up for debate. Not up for for debate. And Brandon, not Brian Lillard. <laughs> I know my friend's names. Yeah. It's this is exceptionally ridiculous because Brandon is not like some guy that we know through somebody else. And then I was like, oh, Brandon, Brian. I don't like he's legitimately our friend. And yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. In that moment, I'm like, his name's Brian. Um, yes. And anyone else? I don't remember where I was going. I just went Lawton. other places. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going. Yes. Um, and then, of course, to Lawton for coming out today and, and working out the kinks and just yep. getting everything. And I'd, of, I'd like to give a shout out to Rocky from Burn to Earn Productions because he's going to be hopefully um, letting us use some equipment for the shoot. Yeah. And then so if he doesn't, that. then we're going to take the shout out back. Yeah. Well, he will. So we'll wait. And, I'm and then if he says no... I don't, I, you can't have it. Then we're gonna be like, well, we're taking our shout out back. Yeah. Your life's like never going to gonna be the same. Out. <laughs> I want to shout in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our show. That is our show. That's our show, kids. We have some guests coming up, I, I promise, but we're just working oh, things not, out. He promises you. I don't promise you shit because we got way too much stuff going yeah. on. So well, I've um, had a couple in the, but it's just hard. You've to... had a couple for, <laughs> yes, we have them, but we just don't have time to actually interview people right now. It's very tough with the film. So yeah. stop promising people. You'll get a guest. <laughs> a guest. They're not getting one anytime soon. Gosh, darn it. Damn it. See you next week. Bye. Bye.